The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, breaking into. There we go. Those cheats have no name. Love it. Thank you, you two. I love you guys. Hi, welcome to Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I am your host, James Lott Jr., and you can follow me, of course, on Twitter at Black Hope LA. That's B L A K Hope LA. And James Lott Jr., everywhere else in the world. I'm so happy to have you guys here today for another edition of the show, Breaking Into. Um, my guest today is somebody that I think he's on social media probably as much as I am. Um, and I think he works as much as I do, because my fans, you guys know I work like 20 jobs. It is too. But we're just going to just boil it down to he is uh, Miami raised. He is a hot Latino. He is a host, blogger, father to fur baby, Indiana Jones, who has, I think Indiana has his, has his own Instagram and stuff too, doesn't he? Does, he? Yeah, he, he does. does. He know, does. He's on there. He's a popular there. little dude. He is. He's very popular. He is the <laughs> yum yum foodie, ladies and gentlemen. And there's Bono still doing. Yeah, well. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the cool guy, my buddy, Eddie Zamora. Oh, thank you so much, James. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome, really welcome. It. Yes, you are. Now, I was telling, we were talking before the, 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 the show that I don't know where you came from, but suddenly you're in my orbit, which is a good thing for social media. Is it? Okay. It is. Sure. It, me- it means that you are doing your job of getting yourself out there. Think about that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I, I work my butt off. Yes, I, I do. do. When, when I, I don't have a day off. I don't yeah. either. I know how that is. I'm trying to work on one, but I know how that is. <laughs> you need to work on one at least. Uh, but no, but, yeah. but, but just I, why I bring that up is that because people always wonder well, how do you get yourself out there? How do people? You never know who's watching or who's seeing or whose orbit you'll get into. And the fact that I can't remember where I first saw you or where it started to happen, but you were in—that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a blessing. The fact that anybody, you know, we were talking earlier. I was like, my, my big thing is that anybody takes the time to spend a second out of their day, you know, acknowledging something that I put up online or a picture mm-hmm. of uh, of a steak that I ate or something that's, like that. Man, that's huge. It's, it's the only thing yeah. we don't get back is time. You that's know? very true. That's yeah. very true. And, and he does put some pictures of some food look good and drinks too. Yes, I do. You do. Know. Say, you you do. do. Oh, we love some what drinks. Uh, and next time you come to come on the show, I have to have a drink or something. Fair enough. And it's something that you like, and we'll like have it on here. Good. Um, but okay, so I mean, okay, so folks, I, I put down that you, you know, you, you you're a foodie. Uh, you do wine. You do products. I mean, I I kind of want to know the beginnings of where all this came from for you. Okay. Well, you you mentioned earlier that I'm I'm a host, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of the origin of this. When okay. uh, I started doing theater in high school. Okay. Uh, I played baseball, so I was one of those jock theater people. Oh, how funny! Okay. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to meet girls. Let's be honest. Here. That was the only, and I was uh, <laughs> didn't didn't work out too well. But I was because I was super shy and had zero game whatsoever. But you know, life works in mysterious ways. Uh, and uh, I started getting into acting. I, I kind of fell in, I fell in love with that. I don't know okay. what it was. Whether okay. it was like I would do impressions of people when I was a kid, oh, or I'd be watching okay. in Living Color and I'd re- reenact color. the sketches or something when I was a kid. That that kind of stuff. That yes. that stuff very uh, really inspired me. And then I started doing it in college, and through a series of circumstances, I got an ad in the paper that my mom told me to check out, 
and it was for some network by owned by NBC called uh, Mundos. Oh yes, okay, which is a bilingual network. And at the time, I guess they had been on for a year, and they were 100% Spanish, and they were looking to mix it up. So I went to an audition for some show called Chat, and there was a ton of people there. And you know, lo and behold, I ended up being one of the you know one of the last four people that did this talk show every day, five days a week, live and. uh, Greatest greatest experience of my life, to be honest um, with you. That's so, how I started. So it's interesting. Let's, let's, so let's break it down a little bit. It's interesting that you actually, one of your first jobs in the business, well, you were able to do a bilingual job. Yeah, right? Especially now where everything's bilingual. Because yes. this, this was a while ago. This you was, said the paper. You said an ad in the paper. That's how I, you dated yourself. Yeah, like, I ad in the like paper. An ad in the Miami Herald. <laughs> I know. Yeah, not exactly the most stellar publication. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yes. I read the sports section. And... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did, they did have a weekend section, which had right. this uh, this thing that my mom my mom cut out for me. Go mom, like, go mom, right? Yes. And um, anyway, I went to that. I did that for a year. You know, the show the show ran its course, and then here I am having a show on on quote unquote on cable television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To not having a job anymore, and That's I was right. young. I didn't, you know, you're not prepared for that. Um, so I did, of course, the smartest thing. <laughs> Uh, move to Los Angeles. That's always, you know, the, the smartest idea. <laughs> Not always the smartest idea, but it was, I guess, at the time, the yeah, smartest well, idea for me. And uh, I ended up out here, and like any or like many actors, mm-hmm. you're you're trying to make ends meet. Right. You know, it's not like a you're like oh let me hand you another TV yes, show. Yes, you were, yeah, here you, yeah you had a show before. Uh, yeah, 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 right. They don't yeah. do that at all. No. Unfortunately, yeah. You know. um, but anyway, I was working in catering. Some, oh, okay. some way, shape, or form. I used to work at the at a hotel here in L.A. Crazy scene kind of Sunset okay. Strip Hotel, oh. which is like, I mean, it, it's it's funny because I never kind of dove into that world, but I was surrounded by it. You it was saw kind it. of, oh yeah, I yeah. saw everything. I saw, <laughs> you know, I saw, I saw the craziness that is the what you hear about yeah. it in Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, and I lost myself for a second. Sorry about that. No, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, that's how life goes. <laughs> it's a good experience. Yeah, no, it was a good experience, and I started working in catering. That's my, that's my point, and that's kind of where I started to fall in love with food. Um, before mm. before I did that TV show originally, I had gone to Europe, and that was my first experience. Kind of wow. like, oh my god, this is this is wild. This is what wine tastes like. Right, no, right, right, no, right. I had been used to drinking whatever it is that I had yes. in, a, in a red solo cup, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and uh, and I kind of got. I kind of got why people spent money on on certain things, and I also got how intimidating it could be to not know what to spend money on. Mm-hmm. So that was a big thing for me. I said, okay. oh my gosh, now I'm learning about wine. I'm learning about this. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's essentially the, the fledgling stage of uh, of the Yum Yum Foodie. Okay. Was, that's yeah. where I got into cooking. Okay. I had got it to throw, you know, chefs wouldn't show up. Oh, here, oh, Eddie, here's wow. some $40 a piece Neiman Ranch steaks. Um, you're cooking for a very, very high-end celebrity's family. Uh, and uh, guess what? The grill's on, so are you cool with that? Oh my! And God. me being, you know, the the yes man, I'm like, yeah. yeah, sure, I'll figure it out. You like me, yeah, yeah. like y'all do, it. I can do it. Yeah, sure. I'll figure it out, and it worked out, man. They, they, I yeah. killed, but anyway, yeah. it was great. <laughs> it's it's one. So let's go back to so when you were hosting, like how much how much did you enjoy it? I mean, like how much? I mean, because well, I host, obviously, everybody knows I host shows. I mean, how was it for you? It was it was the best and and the most exhausting experience of my life. As fun, as funny as it sounds, because sometimes you know. People say, "Oh, you know, you, you do something on TV, on TV that's not tiring. That's not man. Yes, the is. mental exhaustion that I got from oh. this particular show and the show that I did was a forum, kind of like a uh, 
politically incorrect with Bill Maher, except okay. with four Latinos. Wow. And you know how you yes. know how we can be. Yes, I do. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so it would get yeah. heated. It would be we'd be talking about every topic that you could mm-hmm. think of because it was no holds barred, and okay. we had phone callers. Oh wow! So you just okay. had to be kind of on your toes because yeah. you never knew what was coming. Now, at was you it English or Spanish? Was it Spanglish? Or was it was Spanglish. It was Spanglish. It was Spanglish. Okay. You know, okay. we had guests like John Leguizamo on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we, he he. Uh, yeah, no, we had we had John Lee was I'm sorry, I'm going back in time yeah, here. We had some mean. Spanish recording artists, that kind okay. of thing too. Okay. It, was, it was fun. Okay, it was so a, it was no holds bar. You guys are going back oof. and forth, talk about the, the view for people in Spanish, I guess, or something like that. We guys is going back and forth. Yeah, and that is no, but doing TV is it's a lot of work. I mean, I do it's a lot of work. No, it wasn't. We had to produce a show a week. You know, yeah. so here you are, and I commend you because you're, you know, you're producing something constantly. I yeah. had to do. I was responsible for one of our shows a week, <laughs> and we were the moderator <laughs> for that particular show. So wow. yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of was my experience producing, which was also you know you learn so much yeah. about this business doing that. Have you are those shows anywhere online anywhere? You, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they are. I'm like, sure they are. Have you ever, have you ever seen any of them since then? Uh, every no. once in a while, I've run into somebody who actually who watched it, which is oh, hysterical wow. to me. <laughs> like yeah, you know, going to Starbucks and they'll, they'll they'll look at me funny, and I'm like nobody knows who the hell I am. And then this dude, yeah, like a guy asked me, I'm like yeah, that was me, and he's like oh I remember what you said. I go man, I said that. They do remember. They do remember. <laughs> right, Trust sure. me, they do remember. I'm like, I don't remember what I have for breakfast, yeah, let alone. But they do remember. Yeah. Some yeah. fans have, they're like elephants, they do not forget. No, 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 Trust no. Me. They, they don't run it. That's great. That yeah. just means, they, again, they acknowledge yeah. you and they took the time. Yeah. Good That's or bad. So funny. You so, so you did the hosting, then you signed yeah. And so, how, how did it feel initially when the show was ended and you had no other show to go to? Man, you feel, you, I felt, I felt naked. I felt desperate. I felt, um, like, what do you do now? Okay. You know, because you just don't know. I think I was 20, or my early 20s, 22, 23 wow. years old, you know, okay. and I was, uh, nothing can really mentally prepare you for that, which I think now, where I am now in my life, I could handle a situation mm-hmm. like that a hundred times better. And I think yes. that's probably why, you know, my, my brand has, has evolved the way it mm-hmm. has, because I'm more, yeah, uh, I guess I'm more present to that and more aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so at that point, you learned the lesson of, you're always as good as your last show. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't carry over into new work. What made you leave Miami? What made me leave Miami? There was nothing going on in uh-huh. Miami when I was there. Uh, there was no... can't think of the name of the show that was on USA because I never watched it. Oh, yeah. But there was, I didn't think of it either. Yeah, there was, there was nothing really going on for me. It was uh, this network. We didn't know what was going on. NBC had just bought them. Oh, yeah, um, they're part of that. There was yeah. all, you know, all, these, all these things going on. Were they going to move to L.A.? Oh, okay. they gonna? Okay. And I'm like, all right. Well, I took a year and I saved as much money as I could, Good. and uh, I got I got out of Miami. It was it was scary because I had a mother who was really ill with okay. cancer. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I left everybody. Wow. I left uh, my my future wife at the time. Yeah. You know, she moved she moved just uh, shortly after, but it was okay. You know, just put everything into a truck. But you and felt some straight. You felt like the insides of you had to do this, right? Yeah, I felt compelled. Okay. Yeah, I felt compelled, and and. Uh, and like I was, that there, that there's something that I could do, whether it was facilitating people, and I ended up being in food. You know, who yeah, yeah, who who, yeah. who would have thought at the time I love food, right? But I didn't know that I was somebody who could, I guess, present information that way in a in an honest way, and also kind of learn it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I felt like I I had something to do creatively, and I felt unfulfilled creatively in Miami. Yeah. Now Miami's taken off, and oh, I love yeah. my hometown. Oh, yeah. I'm a diehard. I know there's you a, are. There's a there's a Miami Heat rug in front of my door. <laughs> I got my dog has jerseys of every team. I'm yeah. Talk about a dream job is like a sports caster in Miami. That's probably. Uh, 
I can sit there and talk Miami sports all day, but that's not what I'm here for. Uh, dude, it's 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 crazy. Yes, and yeah. and your phone number starts off three oh five. It so does. You are you are you in, well, in Pitbull working it out. Like I sent you, like I sent you that message. You said, yes. oh, you know, still have the same number to quote Big. Call yes. the crib. Well, same number, different hood, but it's all good. It's all yeah. good. That's a, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, so you felt compelled because that's a good lesson for people when your insides and your gut are telling you that you need to go somewhere, go a direction. You decide to listen, right? And you decide to do it. Yeah, but I'm also a realist. You know, I'm mm-hmm. also a realist. I'm also of the fact of okay, well, you know, how, how do I excel in this? What do I have that makes me? special or what can I do mm-hmm. well okay I, I know how to express myself now because I did this okay. television show um, I know how to speak Spanish uh, relatively fluently I mean I'd say mm-hmm. 99% fluently yeah um, but what do I do right you know and I was going out and I was very very lucky when I when I came out here somebody had seen my show an agent had seen my show okay. and um, I, I had an agency which is in retrospect you know hearing friends Hello, and people trying to find it I kind of I just had it it, yeah. it worked out for me that way and I was already eligible to join the, the unions and that kind of a thing because okay. of different commercials and, and, and things Good. that I had done while I was living in Miami so th- I've been very lucky I was in rooms of very famous casting people and yeah. I would be in rooms and I'd be like oh man I, I know this person uh, I'd be auditioning for the same part as people that I'd see yeah, on TV right, oh, right, you right. know and, and uh, so I'm, I'm very very thankful but at, at one point in time I said I'm tired of being at the mercy of somebody else. And I said, this is not going to work for me. I can't base my value on on what this person thinks of me. And honestly, that day was the most, like the weight that was lifted oh, off of me sure. was incredible. I called everybody, all my agents. I fired everybody. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I said, goodbye. I got to go. And yeah. then I didn't know what I was going to do, but I said, I got to go. Right. I said, this is not working for me because I'm losing my integrity as a human being. Uh, mm. Or it could be. I really right. I wasn't losing my integrity yet, but you could have. I could have. I right. could have. And I said, "No, man, mom, mom and dad didn't bring me in this world and didn't raise me to do that." Uh, so I didn't. I said, "Hell with this. I got. I got to figure something out." I love Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I love this city. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Uh, well, you bring up point of your parents because your parents came from Cuba. Yeah, they did, and uh, and they and they fled. Correct, like many, many political refugees. Yeah, yeah, many they came. So you must have grown up with that influence and energy of that. We came for a better life. Absolutely. From what we actually, have you been back to Cuba since? Now I've never been. No, in fact, uh, one of my one of my uh, goals, yeah. uh, one of my bucket lists, is to shoot. Uh, to shoot content in Cuba, whether it's a show, whether yeah. it's food content. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there, there's so many compelling stories there. And I, and I think my story being a first generation born in the United mm-hmm. States and the way I connect to that country, I, I see footage of yeah. Cuba and I what my eyes well up, man. It, yeah. It's hard for me. Yeah. Even hearing like Celia Cruz music sometimes yeah. and, and thinking of my hometown and thinking of my parents and everything. It's, uh, yeah. I, I want to go. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to go and it's just a matter of when and how. Right. Yeah. But you carry them with you obviously in your in your in your work and stuff today, your parents' philosophies and their hard work and Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, my dad was a drummer, a jazz drummer. I love that. Um and it's so funny because I was here early. And, yes. and you know, I gotta break all, all Latino stereotypes. All stereotypes. I gotta he was break here them early. all he was because here early, my dad was a drummer, so he had to show up to a gig so early in order uh, to set up the drums. Oh, uh, that's right. You know, and my dad always showed me that. He's like, No, 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 no. You you being late somewhere is a disrespect of other people's I time. I agree with that. I totally agree with so that. So I, I'm always present to that. So mm-hmm. like to be on time. Always, always like to be on time. And my mom, my mom, you know, my mom studied piano and played piano. So yeah. they kind of threw the music influence at me. And I went to music school as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you play piano still at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been playing okay. since I was four. Uh, I just yeah. recently took up the guitar. 
A bit oh, wow. Yeah. What do you say guitar and piano are not that far off, they say, in some ways, they're, in terms of learning and notes and all they're, that? They're not, no, but I study music theory, and it's kind of a challenge sometimes for me, because a piano has 88 keys, right. and only in this place can I recreate that same note. Yeah. On a guitar, I can play it in four different places. Oh, that's true. So okay. that that can be a little challenging for me, mm. just the math of, of how yeah. the guitar works, but it's a challenge, so I like I like, uh, you know, I like like challenging myself. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you are not surprised. Um, no, so that's, that's very cool, because I always, I always say that I carry my ancestry kind of on my shoulders, but it's not like a burden or anything. It's just like they're part of it. They're like my wings are with me. They're yeah. kind of like, I take them with me as I go through life, because we're so fortunate to be doing, we're sitting here together, oh my God, man. you know, on it's, stage, it's, on, a, on a TV show. It's it's 3.15. There's people that are working their asses off right now in the sun, yeah. and I'm, I'm lucky to be in air conditioning. You know, right. it's, that's the way Seriously. I, yeah. Yeah, That's the way I look at life. Uh, okay, so you get to you get to L.A. Mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm firing everybody. I'm going to make my way. What is one of the first things you decided? What came to your head? Mm. Like what came? Well, I was doing speaking of bilingual. I was doing a theater presentation here okay. uh, at a bilingual theater. Oh, and we wow. used to do shows in English, and then the next week do shows in Spanish. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was. If yeah. it was one in English, one in Spanish, or whatever it was. Okay. And then uh, I did a show called The Birdcage, and I played oh, the okay. son who was getting married, Val, oh, in The Birdcage. <laughs> so and uh, the girl who played my mother at the time, another Cuban girl, um, she said, hey, you know, you, 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 I think you're a good speaker. You have a good voice. You do. Um, are you comfortable talking in front of groups? And I go, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Uh, she said, you know, I work and I do auto shows. I'm like, what do you mean you do auto shows? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you do it? What, what does that mean? Yes. You know, I'm like, what does that mean? Right. I was like, I'm like, you're a booth babe or what is, what is that? And you know, but that's like a term that, that comes I out know, there. Do I know. And she said, no, 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 no. And she said, I, uh, I work for a company. I travel the, the world. I travel the country and, um, and it's, I think it's a great job for an actor. You basically and, curate. You basically curate what's going on at the show for yeah, some company. Pretty yes. much. Pretty much. And then she said, here's the number for this lady. Give her a call, send her an email, and I was like, eh, whatever, and I put it away. I didn't pay attention to it. Then one day I said, all right, you know what, let me just send this lady an email. I did. I, uh, some way, shape, bear with me, it's because it's been a while, but yes. I, I met with a brand. I was very lucky uh, to meet with a luxury brand that uh, kind of fell into the Yum Yum Foodie, and that, that's where I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, Good. the, the we're, time we're, for we're, Yum Yum we're Foodie. We're getting there, we're getting there, yes. Um, and they offered me a job, and I got the job offer, and I was like, I don't know. I'll call you back. I don't know if I want it. It's just, you know, things that you don't know, yeah, you don't no, know, no, right? Right, no, right. Um, and then I said, yeah, let me do this job. So here I am now working for a, a luxury brand. I go to some training. I, I barely know anything about cars. Okay. But me being the way that I am and I like to learn and I like to, sure. to, to, I guess, be the best that I can be in whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to excel and that's what I, that's what I tried to do. And then I said to myself, how can I make this job into like I say lemonades out of even though this isn't lemons but how can I really kind of put icing on the cake of what this job is I said in my head every presentation that I do every time I get on a microphone I am training for Mm -hmm. the day that I get to do it for something that I'm truly 100% passionate about that's true and that's what I did I said I said let me create uh, or let me use this as a a a tool Mm -hmm. for honing my skills I like that yeah that's what I did I did it's, it's funny that you decide to take this and make it a, an educational experience for yourself and for something you can apply to later. Like, you, you're thinking about the future. You're being present. Mm-hmm. But you're thinking about the future, and you're kind of turning into something a little bigger than what it was. Absolutely. And because of this job, um, I mean, I don't mind saying the name of the brand that, okay. that I work for. I work okay. for Lexus. Okay. Uh, and they are a brand who, and this is not a commercial for them, but this is, they're a brand who really focuses on a lifestyle. They do. And, uh, and feeling like a member of a family. 
And there's different there's different things that I learned from them. Things like a, a term in Japanese called kaizen. kaizen, and kaizen means continuous improvement. There's no best, only better. So it's and that's the philosophy they have as a brand. So I bring that into my life. That, you know, you're not the best at anything. There's no. always people that are better, and you just have to continuously improve. Yes. And it, and I love that word. We talk like that. Um, and then they sponsor things like food and wine. So all of a sudden, I get asked on the phone and say, Hey, what do you know? What are you doing this weekend? Are you open to working uh, Aspen Food and Wine? Like Aspen Food and Wine. And then me, being the uh, you know the the Cuban that I am, I go yes. online. I'm like, How much are tickets to Aspen Food and Wine? Oh, oh yeah, you can pay me to be there. Yeah, I'll sure. Play, yeah, it's all sold out, and this is how much tickets are. And okay, and before I know it, I'm working next to chefs that Lexus has hired and I'm getting to taste foods that I wouldn't have had opportunity I mean I could have had opportunities to but they were just presented to me uh, and I enjoyed this kind of this curated yeah. experience yeah. and I had friends that were calling me all the time saying hey I'm in this town where do I try <laughs> oh I'm in Austin where do I go right. and then finally my wife is like why don't you just write about it and I'm like nah, nobody reads anything online that's what I said to her I go I don't read anything online yes. she said why don't you write about it and I said okay and then uh, I came up with the name The Yum Yum Foodie, and I guess the the rest is kind of history. But there's you know there's still yeah. uh, little moments here and there. Well, that have... how did Yum Yum Foodie come out? Because it's it's funny because I've always, I've always taught that you know your your title, your name should kind of explain a little bit of what you do in the in the name. Like I'm the super organizer. That kind of it. gives you an idea of oh, okay, there's something going on there with organizing, and he's good at her. So it's like that. So what it, I think it's a funny name, but I think it's really it explains you. What's Yum Yum Foodie? Uh, Yum Yum Foodie for me is just that. That curated experience, and those are terms that I say. Yeah. Well, I was told I was told that I was a foodie by somebody. I'm like, what the hell is a foodie? Yes. I had no idea. So okay. that kind of fell in there. Okay. And then yummy is something I will refer to anything. I'll see a nice car, but that car's yummy. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like, yeah. and it yeah. it just kind of stuck. And I don't know, yummy foodie didn't sound right to me, but oh. yum yum did, or yeah. the yum yum food, because I guess somebody else has yum yum, and that's probably really? why I don't remember. Oh, I guess how weird! So. Oh, how weird! Yeah. Um. And then that's that's kind of what stuck. So what is a foodie? To me, a foodie is, I guess, an aficionado of food. Uh, an aficionado of, of I, for me, the experience of either it's going to a restaurant or or cooking at home or just the creative aspect of food because we're so lucky, at least you, know, you and I, we're very lucky that we live in a place where um, food is more than just getting us up in the morning and getting us to work. We, yes. we, we get to experience or we're, we're surrounded by... Mm-hmm. These wonderful dining experiences. Yes. Um, very true. And I kind of appreciate that. I appreciate that for what it is. And being being a person who's, who's creative, um, I found the beautiful creativity in food. And, and these chefs are like painters to me. Yeah. You know? I, I, uh, yeah. And, and that was, I guess, not to define what a foodie is, it's a term that I that sometimes gives me, gives me oh, nails on a chalkboard. Okay. Um, because it... You know what? What am I? At the end of the day, I'm I'm just a person who who says what I like and I say what I don't like. Um, but I think based on my experience, I, I have a way of facilitating that information to people I, I kind in of, an authentic way. Yeah, I've called people. I've called you kind of like a food curator, a wine curator. I think it's huh. kind of a because foodie's been around for a long time. It's a word that's been around for a while at this point. And I know it's people have made fun of it, of course, like for hipsters. Like, oh, you're a foodie. You're a foodie. Everybody's a foodie now. I'm like, but I'm like, it's an industry now. I remember when it first kind of started, people were just kind of talking about it. But now, I mean, there are these blogs like yours are out there everybody see and there's TV shows and foodies are everywhere it's exciting I mean, in every it, city in every city it's it's really exciting because one of the things that's kind of funny is you you know you meet so many chefs and not all of them are, are people that would be uh, comfortable on camera mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't necessarily have right. that gift and that's right. okay but right. uh 
I'm lucky that it works yeah. out that I can express myself and yeah. and kind of describe what what's going on and and uh, I'm you know I'm I always find that like every city has something beautiful to offer man even mm-hmm. like I tell people I'm going to Detroit. And they'll yes. give me that look. Yeah, they do. Really they like give that. me that look. But there's parts of Detroit. There's some nice stuff there. Detroit's, Detroit's awesome. Yeah, there is. Detroit food-wise? Oh, yeah. my God. That town's out of control. Yeah. yeah. There's some good stuff there. Now, I mean, they say it and they get all... I mean, I know there's other problems going on there, but there's some good stuff in Detroit, actually. Yeah, absolutely. So... Oh my! I don't know where I'm. I mean, I'm all over the place. But <laughs> <laughs> you're doing fine. Uh, no, it's good. No, but it, the thing is that you, the, the foodie thing, is it actually is now an industry. Absolutely. And yeah. you are, you guys are curators. You guys are presenters. <laughs> you're like, you're taking something and you're showing to us. This is what we like. This is what we recommend to you. This is something for you. we invite you to maybe. You know, you're you're really you're presenters. You're telling people kind of what you see out there, and in a way. Yeah, and I mean, my my goal personally is not to go out there and say disparaging things about right. Brands, that's not my MO. Right. Uh, but my MO is if I like something, I'm passionate about it. Like I could, I could sell ice to an Eskimo right. if I believed in this ice. Right. That's the no, way right. that I am. Seriously, right. Yeah. That's the way that I am. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, that's been the blessing too of having this brand is the freedom of saying no. Uh, that is a freedom that when it is bestowed upon you, <laughs> it is the, it is, it is incredible. Yeah. It is yeah. uplifting. It really is. And you can elevate whatever you do because you have that freedom. Mm-hmm. You know? When you have to, when you have to say, or you feel like you have to say yes to everything, not good. No, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, no, I'm, I don't say yes to everything. I don't either. It's good to say <laughs> no sometimes. Yeah. It really is good to say no. Um, now, okay, so with the foodie stuff, okay, so you're, you're putting something together, you got the name Yum Yum Foodie. Mm-hmm. Then did you know what was next? You, your wife suggested writing about, so obviously a blog came probably next, right? Uh, yeah, the blog the blog came next, and then in my head, some way, shape, or form, I don't remember if I heard it in an interview or I saw it somewhere that people would would kind of take your name and try to sell it back to you, or take your website address uh, and try yeah, to sell yeah, it back yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, hell no, I'm gonna get everything you that did, I can get that falls under the Yum Yum Foodie, and, and that's what and I did. He did. That's what I did. No, I did yeah. across social media platforms. I said I got to get everything, and as something yeah. comes out, you know, at, at some point when you, I guess you have X amount of audience or whatever, sometimes apps will send you a message ahead of time saying, hey, do you want your name before it goes yes. out? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I want yeah, I want it. I want it. Thank yeah. you, yes. Um, so I did that, and then I started. I started the blog, and all I could relate to really was. A, what experiences did I have that I had pictures of? How do I take a oh, picture? Okay. I don't even know oh, how to okay. take a picture. Okay. I don't, I, you know, I, do I want it to look too professional? I go, no, I don't want it to look too uh, professional because it kind of turns me off. Yeah. What, I kind of like raw, uh, th- that raw vibe. Yeah. Like if it was an unplugged concert, I like to hear that. I don't want to yeah. hear an over-synthesized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that was the same thing for me. I said, no, I don't want it look. to look. Yeah, yeah, I want it to look kind of gritty. I mean, okay. I don't want it to look gross. Right. I right. want it to look, you know, pleasantly appealing to eat. Yeah. Uh, pleasant pictures, pleasant whatever. But I said, what, what is my look? What is my voice? Uh, and, you know, I, we were talking about, about a particular show that I listened to on yes. the radio. <laughs> and, and what an inspiration that has been for me, just as far as being honest with, with my audience. And it's the Howard Stern show. I'm a huge yeah. fan. Uh, but it is that, it's that being honest with people. And I said, that's my voice. That's my voice, whatever it is. Speak and train of thought. I would sit there and I would write and I would write this huge, huge two-page thing and I'm like, man, nobody's going to read that. I said, you know what? Write it short. Write it in train of thought. Use a microphone to dictate what you say and then maybe fix some punctuation in there in between but that's not your goal. So I started writing and starting everything with pardon the punctuation. I I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. But I was like, yes. Dude, I I got straight A's in English but (laughs) at the end of the day, I was like, no, I can't deal. That's I so can't funny. deal. It's just got to be quick, straight yeah. and to the point. Yeah. yeah, which is very smart, and that's the thing online, especially with short attention spans. Yeah, it's really good to be short and to the point. Yeah. Now, I mean, for you, I, I notice. I mean, because you obviously have the look. You have a look. Well, thank you. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that means. But. It just you have the look. <laughs> 
looking guy. But what? It, but what is that? Where? How does it work for or against you out there? Because you are Latino. You have a Latino last name, and Latino. I mean, Eddie could be anything, but you have a Latino last name. How's that? Well, my name's Eduardo. It's Eduardo, but yeah, yeah, uh, right. How has it worked for me? I think it's been beneficial. For example, uh, I had a, a Facebook video for a for a product that was sent to me, and I love this particular product. So I said, "Oh, this is this product is mm-hmm. dope. Let's 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 try to put together something that I could shoot a video of for the Super yeah. Bowl." Post the video. Um, you know, I have. I, I want to say it was a. a very proud of this. I had a hundred, like almost one hundred fifty thousand views in, in like four or five days. Good uh, for the Super Bowl. It was great. And when I look, I was like, my God, I have such a huge Latino audience. I go, okay, well, that works for me. You know, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you yeah. look at the statistics, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. So I guess it's it's really helped me out because the same way we do this interview in English, mm-hmm. I could do it in Spanish just right. as easily. Right. Uh, and you wouldn't know. There's so many times, especially here in LA, people don't think I speak Spanish, which I love. Oh, how funny! All the time. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. Maybe they think I'm, I don't think I'm Persian. They think I'm Middle Eastern. I like, I, I don't know. Ah, okay, I can see that. Well, yeah. well you know, you know, West Coast folks think Latinos are all, they're all Mexican, obviously. And they're yeah. all either like super dark, I mean, they're dark or, you know, dark. Like, you know, there's Latinos of all shades and colors. And I had Jaden Douglas on my show okay. recently. And she's on telenovela. And she's blonde. Yeah. And she's like, but she's from Puerto Rico and was raised. Absolutely. And we were talking about that and saying, people just, in the West Coast reason they have, in the East Coast they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you see the whole spectrum of Dominicans and Puerto Rico. I mean, it's the whole spectrum. But West Coast, it seems like it's always, I'm like, but well, they're white looking Mexicans too. I mean, they're all, everybody's like, you know, it's like you see them looking at you going, yeah. is he really Latino? Oh, it's, it is so much fun for me to, to, to yeah. walk up somewhere, <laughs> think that they don't, and then just speak to them in Spanish and to see people's faces just like, what? Yeah. Because to me, if you look like you speak Spanish, I'm going to speak to you in Spanish. I don't mean to be rude. <laughs> That's just me practicing, you know. That's me getting the opportunity to practice my my second language. So, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm Indian. No, yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. I love that. Okay, so the blog, so the blog's coming up. You mm-hmm. found like pictures, you start getting that out there. How hard or easy was it to start the blog? I mean, it, the hard part is doubting yourself. The oh, easy okay. part is doing it. Okay. Okay. So okay. the hard part is, is this good enough? You just got to put it out there. Okay. You just got to put it out there and be honest. Whatever that is. Don't try to make a certain amount of people happy. Don't try to make certain people unhappy. Because if people connect with you, they're going to connect with you. And like we were talking about earlier, I am I am my brand. Yes. So if people connect with me and they know that I'm not BSing them, it'll be transparent. And uh, that's what I tried to do. So whatever I did, I was quick and to the point. And progressively, everything I put up gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter because people have less time and less time and less time. And that's cool. You do. That's totally cool. And you the thing about that I know as an outsider about you is your energy. There was a certain energy that came across your stuff, your writing and your videos and whatever that was like, this guy is really engaging. Like, I really want to watch him talk about this one thing for 30 seconds. I appreciate or that. I really Thank want to read it. And it's like that's something I mean, people they have a lot of options. That's you know that's something that that's an admirable thing for you. I well one thing that I that I learned to do and I, I don't know if that helps engagement if you know if somebody who's out there maybe feels like how 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 can I be more engaging listening actually listening as opposed to waiting for somebody to finish talking to speak. It's a it's a two different things. Uh and I think once you listen people connect to you differently. You know, like uh, you, I've, I've run into people that I've had a conversation with three years earlier and I can, I remember the conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they look at me like I'm crazy. Right, me too. I but it's that, it's that thing. Yeah. It's, it's listening. That, that's, I think, a huge thing uh, for, for engaging. Yes, active listening. I tell yes. that all the time. Because active listening makes you a better actor, makes you a better host, makes you a better father, son, husband, wife. I mean, like, it's such a good thing to learn how to listen. 
well, all those experiences that I've done, whether it was working for the car company, doing auto shows, doing other, has brought me into a place where, oh, I was doing all of these things mm-hmm. uh, at the same yeah. time and kind of prepping yeah. for whatever the next endeavor yeah. is. Now, one of the things I think you did, because I follow you on everything. I appreciate I say that. It was, Thank you. I want to say it was Periscope. This was a while back. Were you hired by, was it a cruise line to like mm-hmm. Periscope for them? Like, how does that, I mean, how does that even work? Uh, well, you know, I don't, I can't say an exact number per se as far as what followers you need to have okay. or anything like that. I just remember at one point in my life doing this, all of a sudden people just started reaching out. Because, okay. of course, there's there's a benefit uh, mm-hmm. for them to have you there. Yeah. And then I was given the opportunity to go on the maiden voyage for uh, this Norwegian yeah, cruise so ship. Okay, yes. And uh, given the opportunity to periscope Pitbull, who was the uh, MC and kind of the, the godfather of the ship, quote-unquote, yes. <laughs> and breaking the champagne bottle on it and did a right. show. And I got to scope it and then spend a few days on the ship and really kind of take in that experience. And I, I mean, I sincerely loved it. So it was. So I mean, you basically, so they, they, I mean, just these people get this down. They hire you. Mm-hmm. They give you money. Yeah. To go on a cruise. Absolutely. To Periscope Pitbull, who I love Pitbull, fellow you know Miamian, mm-hmm. for Pitbull, and basically you're you're being paid to Periscope parts of the concert, right? Yeah. Parts of backstage, like it's like all yeah. kind of stuff. Absolutely. I mean. Uh, I was lucky enough, and this is just the kind of thing that'll happen through an evolution. Okay. Uh, for me, it was one day I had 3,000, let's say, followers, and I went to a, a Michael Simon, who's a famous yeah, chef. Exactly. I went to yes. Michael Simon's uh, restaurant in Cleveland, wrote oh, about it. Yeah. I yeah. loved it so much, wrote about it, posted it, went to sleep, woke up. He had reposted it and started following me, and overnight, I went to like 5,000 followers. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of a thing. So yeah, at, yeah. at some point, there's going to be little moments that are catalysts mm-hmm. uh, to build that mm-hmm. audience, whatever that entails for you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then people just start to reach out. And uh, I was lucky that I had a management company, I guess, okay. saw something in, in what I was doing. And okay. I guess maybe my you know my ability to do uh, to host or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. They, they found uh, yeah. a way for them to make money. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's Absolutely. And that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong no, with that. Not at all. A- absolutely. And uh, they reached out. And that has also helped me as well because you feel like you have somebody on your side mm-hmm. you know you don't feel like you're yeah. alone out there because yeah. it, it is a challenge in the blogger world well it's a challenge period that you know we've picked industries that um aren't stable mm-hmm. we picked industries that can be um racist homophobic yeah, yeah, yeah. um ageist you know i mean yeah. any, you know anything we, we pick these industries that are very they're not that easy to be in no they're not no they're not but i'm i'm Thankful that I have the the, the right mind space to mm-hmm. handle all that stuff, yes. because it could easily turn you off. You oh, know, yeah. I, you know, you, you get people that say nasty things to you. You get people that say, and, and it's all good. You were talking about that before, cool. but they're before saying the stuff about you. That's all that matters. Exactly. Publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about this before the show. But that's the thing. Um, we're both on social media. You're on a lot of stuff. You're really good at it. And so, how do you navigate the social media world for yourself? So I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Yes. Tomorrow, there's there's only really one scheduled post. I call it scheduled post that I do every day because you know people will tell you oh, you need to post consistently. I go, man, I do whatever works for me. I don't follow <laughs> a set formula, but there is right. one thing that I post, and it's every Tuesday. I, I tend to make fun of these uh, duck lips pictures. Yes, I do. Uh, yes. I make fun of them because it's just the most ridiculous yes. thing in the world. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, some people are like, what's what's the best advice for being on social media and getting followers? I go, be a hot chick. That's that's yeah, the best that's advice. Right, right, but exactly. it's only going to work till you're 35. So <laughs> after that, listen. anyway. Uh, but I, I tend to to kind of make fun of this, and I said, man, how can I incorporate this into my brand? How can I make uh, something that may catch on? I don't know, but it'll make me laugh because yeah. I think if it makes me laugh, then the people who get me. 
are going to laugh too. Mm-hmm. The people that don't get me don't get it, and that's all good. I'm yeah, not for okay. everybody. Yeah, you know, there's right. there's how many billion people in the world? That's true. It's good. It's that's all true. good. That's good. That's it's, as long as maybe a million of them are cool with me, it's yeah, all good. You know, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I started Douchey Duck Lips Coffee Selfie. Because I said I need to have something food related because I can't just do a douchey oh, duck picture. Oh, wow. Okay, makes sense. Yes. So every Tuesday morning, I post a photo, and it's usually... I mean, I try to get creative, whether I'm in a different city, uh, I try I to do, do like a landmark yeah. or, you know, something that makes me laugh. Yes. And, and it has to make me laugh and it has to make me cringe at how douchey it is. <laughs> it's just vile. And, you know, every time, every time I say it, I'm like, oh, that's gross. That's when I know I got the right picture. <laughs> um, so that's when I started that hashtag okay. and I do that every Tuesday. Yeah. I, I remember that. I see those. I did not get the story behind it, but I do see yeah. your dudes. I'm like, and folks have responded to it. So I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like, What's that? Okay. Oh, in fact, tomorrow, my, my, you know, this is a shot in the dark, but yes. it's, uh, Zoolander 2 comes out yes. this weekend. Yes. So tomorrow I will be posting my, uh, Blue Steel Douchey oh, Duckworks coffee okay. selfie. Yes. And, yes. uh, tagging, of course, Zoolander 2 and Ben Stiller. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my end all goal is to really get celebrities to have a blast. Kind of acknowledging how silly those duck lips pictures are, Got it. and and kind of engaging me in that way. And I've had Ooh. people engage me, which is fun. So it, it just the fact that if you ben click Stiller, that hashtag, do it. Oh do my it. god, what Derek Zoolander, do it, please. Oh yeah, yes, Derek, Derek, sorry, Derek, Derek Zoolander, Zoolander. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. that's uh, so funny. And, and maybe Hansel. Hansel yeah, well, that's, Hansel that's could do yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're so. I mean, that's the you, you bring up a good point because I have a couple of hashtags out there from different shows that I've done that I've kind of taken off and. It is one of those kind of things of whatever can work for you is what kind of works for you. Yeah. When we were ta- we were talking earlier about I was telling you how how annoyed I get with direct messages yes. and, and folks who don't know what direct messages is on you know on social media if you yeah. follow somebody because it's so funny this terminology if we would have talked about it ten years ago yeah, I think it was a cult I know how many I followers is like be like David Koresh yes anyway, exactly so people people will send you direct messages and they'll always be asking me oh you know please retweet my beats. Or please retweet my whatever. Or, you know, people just always want something. Yeah. And I'm always like, idiots. Look at my thing. Don't be fo- don't be silly. Read my douchey duck lips. If you want me to post something, take a douchey duck lips coffee self and tag right. me in it. Be smart. Right. right. I said be smart. Because right. that's what I would do. Me too. Yeah. If I wanted to get a particular brand to, to interact with me online, hello. Exactly. Let's, let's, what do they do? What is right. their deal? Anyway. Right. So, but that's the way that I think. My, my mind is always kind of like a military mind in that sense. Uh, like a chess yeah. game. Yes. You know. Me too. I'm always trying to think of different things to, to navigate through and, and add to my brand of some sort. And we talked about that because basically you are your brand. Yeah, I am. I didn't know what I, know, I was I know getting we into. About that. We were talking about that. And you're like, I am. Like, you are. You're all. I'm stuck in here. Uh, you are your own. You're a brand. I mean, you're a personality at this point. It's a blessing, man. It, it, it is a blessing. Be- because of this brand, I'm, I'm going, I told you, I'm going to South Beach Food and Wine. I'm hosting mm-hmm. my first event. As the Yum Yum Foodie. Oh, yeah, well, that's which is exciting. Be blast. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing now, that. How did that come about? Uh, so I got, I love pork. Okay. Go figure. Hey, okay. I am Cuban. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's and right. It's, and it's, you know, it's walking that fine line, but I do, I do, I love pork. I love it so much. And, uh, last year I got hired by the National Pork Board because I didn't know there was oh a board God. of National Pork Farmers to do some pork recipes. And I said, all right, cool, let's do them. So the National Pork Board is doing an event in uh, South Beach Food and Wine wow. called Swine and Wine. And I'm Thank being you. hired to essentially go down there and socially amplify the event. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to talk to all the chefs. I'm going to engage the people that are hanging yeah. out there. I'm going to try the food and, and just have a Ooh, have a good time. I know, man. It's be good. It's gonna be wicked, man. I'll be I can't staying wait. in shape. I'm like, I would not be staying in shape. I have food. Uh, you know, I 
this morning I was up at five in the morning. I was up at five oh, in the wow. morning and I was I was uh, exercising. I mean, I, I don't, okay. and I don't go crazy. It's just about being disciplined, and you know, you yeah. being the super organizer. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, creating a, a schedule. Yeah, you know, yes. people say, "Oh, I need I need fifteen hours of sleep," or you know, uh, I don't I don't necessarily buy into that. <laughs> Me either. There's a there's a doctor by the name of David Agus, and mm. uh, he he's a he's a cancer doctor, but he talks about kind of keeping a regimen in your life, whether you work well on five hours, whether you work well on six hours, but keeping that same kind of a schedule. And that's what I do, man. I, I wake up at five and I have my me time. I like going to the gym when there's not that many people there. And that's, that's, what, that's what I do. That's yeah. smart. Because I'm, I'm like, food. Oh, I love food. But I was always told that you can eat whatever you want as long as you exercise. Like, you can kind of eat whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, and when I'm not, you know, people are like, oh my God, how do you eat all that? And I go, if you look on my Instagram, and I posted only this yeah. amount of photos. If that's all I ate in a week, I would look Somali. Oh, yeah. That's I would look like a Somali pirate. Yes. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. You know, if I only right. ate four dishes a week. Right. So what am I eating uh, the time in between? I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty healthy otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. I try my best. Now, um, when it comes to... So, are, do you like... Well, that's, 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 that's actually a dumb question. But you like, well, say, do you like food more or do you like drinks more? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you can't drink too much without eating. I know. They kind of go hand in hand for me. I mean, yeah. that's going to... That, that was one of those things where working for the auto company where I would travel, I would get to go to Napa Valley. And here oh, I am, oh my a, God, I love you know, a, a Cuban kid from Miami, doesn't know anything about wine. Yeah. And it's so intimidating because I remember going out on that date and being that guy yeah. at the other, at the table where you're like, man, I don't want to order the cheapest bottle, but I can order the most expensive bottle. I'm like, what the hell do I know how to order? <laughs> right. And what uh, goes with fish? What goes with chicken? What goes with beef? You know, to be honest with you, when it comes to that, okay. I always say, what do you like? There's no set rule. They always say, oh, you know, this goes with fish. Well, or- like, like, I like, I like Pinot Grigio. That's one of my favorite go-tos. Okay. Um, yeah. and, or I like, or I like a, a deep burgundy. That's one of my other go-tos. But if you're in the mood for a Pinot Grigio with that, Steak one day. Yeah. Guess what? You can enjoy. It's it. fine. Okay. Yeah, unless somebody else is paying it for paying for you. <laughs> oh my god! Where they tell you you need to have it. Right. Like, then, yeah, okay. That's then. fine. That's that. That's like, my philosophy. On okay. That. It, it really is. is. Yeah. Okay. You know. You know. And and I understand you have master sommeliers who 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 study yes. all these nuances, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I have total respect for that. But at the end of the day, if if you don't, if it doesn't taste good to you, then mm. what what? Why does it matter? You can't enjoy it either. No, absolutely that's, not. That's, that's interesting. Okay, no, I like that. Okay, so I'm not ordering that Pinot Grigio next time at Morton's when I get that stable. Don't don't look at me crazy. Yeah, exactly. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> um, so I, cause I have to kind of ask. I mean, so what is one of your favorite? Let's see, favorite meat places in Los Angeles. Favorite meat places in Los Angeles is actually not a meat place. Okay. Um, it is a. It's an Italian restaurant okay. in uh, downtown LA. There's one on Beverly oh. too. It's called Terroni. Terroni. Oh. Uh, and it's from Toronto, actually. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I got to. I had the blessed experience of eating there a few times, and they make a steak. That's a Florentine steak, so from Florence. Yeah. Uh, you know the whole Mac Daddy butcher, grass fed, yada 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 for two people, and it is. Man, like it, butter, cut it, it like is, butter. It is epic. It is so good. Oh wow! That's probably in the in the top ten pieces of meat I've ever eaten in my life. Oh wow! And you've yeah. tried a lower place. Um, in terms of uh, what's a good soup place? I've always tried to find a good soup place. Uh, a good soup place. And I, I mean, not even no soup plantation either. I'm talking like no? some good, like a good place for soup. So, not to sound douchey, but man, in Silver Lake. Oh. I know it's Hipsterville. I like Silver Lake. But, uh, in Hipster, Hipsterville, Silver Lake. <laughs> no, man, hipsters are cool. It's all good. But there's a place called, I believe it's called Pho Cafe. Oh. Um, and it's a Pho joint. Yeah. It's on it's... Sunset and, I believe, Silver Lake. Oh, wow. It's right okay. on the little junction there, yeah, close to Sunset Junction. Yeah, I know that And uh, has, of course, in LA, no sign. Yeah. And it's cash only. But everybody that, that works there is Vietnamese, which is cool, you know, and that, so that is probably my favorite soup place in LA. Like, when it's been, when it was chilly, Few yeah. weeks ago, and yeah. I, I came into town. I was like, "All right, 
Exactly. We're going, we're going to fucking play. So, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try it because yeah. I, cause every once in a while when it gets really cold, I want I just want a good... Because in San Francisco, I used to live, I lived there 16 years. Oh, right Another on. great place to, for food. Oof, my, one of my favorites. I have my top five. So, so my my favorite Mexican restaurant, Don Ramon's, um, my friends there, of course, and and one of my favorite um, noodle places is Toulon. I remember you went there, Mm-mm, and it's it's in the hood a little bit, whatever, of downtown San Francisco. Okay, and it's as big as this computer, but like Soma or what? it's like it's, 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 okay, it's in between. It's in between downtown and Soma Mission. Okay, like it's, got it's it. on, it's on, I think it's on 6th and, and Market over there. So okay. it's kind of a little yeah, dicey. Yeah, yeah. A couple blocks there, a little dicey. Fair enough. But it's super packed. And it's like I said, it's the biggest it's like, table. <laughs> it's not the Tenderloin. That's... No, the Tenderloin. I used to live over there. I live there. I'm like, I live right above the Tenderloin. It's kind of funny. Um, but no, it's, and even they have some good food places in Tenderloin too. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this place, it's, it's been there for a hundred thousand years. It's so good. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's just, I just called Tulane. I just kind of, and I think it closed for a while and it came back open. Like, don't watch them make the food or whatever. It's just, whatever. It's just so good. San Francisco is one of those cities, yes. man. Where, North Beach, oh, go to North Beach. Oh obviously, eat over there. Yeah. Oh, I love San Francisco's food. I eat, oh, it's just great. I, I eat a lot when I was there, trust me. I eat a lot every time I'm there. <laughs> eat and drink. <laughs> I got my spots, there. yeah. What is your, what is your go-to drink? I know you do a lot of curation of other kinds of drinks, but what is your, like, go-to drink? My go-to drink has become the Manhattan. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it has become the Manhattan, which is funny because I used to make, I used to make I, fun of old people drinks. Uh, yeah, pretty much, and uh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and if they got a barrel aged one, oh man, that's just dangerous for me. That's that's good. Manhattan's actually making a comeback, kind of. I'm seeing people drink them more. Younger people drink oh, them more. Ton of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ton of them. Uh, I love Manhattan. I love another drink called the Negroni, which is an Italian uh, drink made with Campari and uh, wait, Campari. What is tankery? I can't even think of what it is. Uh, gin, gin. Pardon me. Gin, gin and um, vermouth and sweet vermouth. So it's a red drink served with a like a lemon peel. Wow. But it looks sweet and it's just bitter. It's so good. Oh, really? It's so it good. Sound yeah, good yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, the Caribbean. So I, I'm a rum drinker. I'm Absolutely. A, you know, I'm a, I, I'm very much actually, I'm actually a whiskey drinker. Right. I like on. whiskey and bourbon. I like a lot. I, I love Buffalo Trace and yeah. Maker's Mark. But do you, do you know any whiskeys that you kind of like that you've come oh, yeah. across? Oh my God. That may have whiskeys. not heard of. Let's, let's talk about whiskey. I love whiskey. Uh, I love I whiskey do. so much. So I was able to do the Bourbon Trail a few a few summers Ooh, okay. ago, which was I've a great experience. I've always wanted to do it. And I, they, I mean, they got a little pissed at me, but I wrote a I wrote a thing called Hillbilly Napa <laughs> because that's what I thought the Bourbon Trail was. You know, that's kind of the it's kind of like Napa <laughs> yes. except it's Hillbilly, which yeah, is fine, which, which, which it yeah, is. Yeah, actually, it, was, it, is. it was great. Yeah. Like people were great, but yeah. it's, it's like Hillbilly Napa. Yeah. You go and you do the whiskey <laughs> tasting, and you go from instead of winery to winery, you go to you know, distillery to distillery. Yes, um, but I fell in love with a particular bourbon that is called and it's not red stag sometimes people confuse it it's called stag junior stag jr and it's made by buffalo trace because you know buffalo trace owns everything yes they do they own Pappy van winkle so, they own so blanton's buffalo they trace own, is so good yeah buffalo trace for the money is such a solid buy just like yes. four roses four roses oh, bourbon roses. four roses is wonderful and they also use non-gmo corn which is a nice thing if you're you know if you're really conscious of that and you want to stick to uh, a bourbon that you know that uses non-gmo corn you can mm-hmm. go to four roses bourbon they're okay. a solid one as well okay uh but stag jr the only thing though i'm going to tell you it's 128 okay. proof wow yeah it'll 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 put some hair in your butt. Sounds good to me. I'm like, it's, I mean, so, it's so good. I won't be going I, if I drink, I'm not going nowhere. Afterwards. Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> so funny. I'm turning into an old man now because I drink it neat. Like I said, they'll be like, "Do you want any ice cubes?" And I'm like, "No." They're like, "You know, this is a 100- hundred. I'm like, "Yeah, it's all good." 
<laughs> I, uh, see, I am an old man. I drink it. I drink it that way. But so. like Middle America is coming up with some amazing yeah. whiskeys. I've been uh, one of my favorite cities. As funny as it sounds, okay. is Kansas City, Missouri. I love Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. Is I love Kansas City. No, I agree. I totally agree. And they I love some Gates Barbecue. Gates Barbecue. Oh, Gates Barbecue is good. Jack Stacks. Jack Stacks is good. Yeah, uh, but no, I love. Um, they're making whiskey. They're so making they whiskey. Detroit's okay. making whiskey, man. Are, oh that. man, there's a place called Two James uh, Distillery. And uh, they, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and they came in at the right time. They came in in a neighborhood called Corktown in Detroit, okay. Okay. right across from the abandoned train station, which is one of the most beautiful buildings. But oh, it's wow. been all, you know, windows were blown out yeah. and that whole job. Yeah. And these cats bought up all of this warehouse space and wow. they started distilling whiskey. And now wow. it's good. You know, wow. and they use like Michigan products, and it's all oh, about getting that okay. pure Michigan kind of vibe. Which and is you cool. said you said in Kansas City, what was the whiskey down there? What's what doing oh, there? Oh, it is from the. It's called Rieger. Okay, Rieger or Rieger. It's okay. uh, it's actually affiliated with a property, a hotel, and a restaurant okay. there. Okay, and uh, it's got good. another speakeasy that's probably probably yeah. in my top five bars that I love in the country. Well, you know, Kansas City has a power and light district. That's that's where is, I stay. Which is which is coming up. I have family yeah. there, so I, oh, I, go, right I, go, I, go to, I go to Kansas uh, many times and. Um, like I said, that's why I know my go chicken go. They have the best sauce that I take home with me back to LA. Uh, I, I, I see for me, I love traveling the country. It's funny that you're a foodie and why, because I, I'm a person who I can go, I can tell people, I went to so and so in this place and I went to Bojangles here in South Carolina. I went, they, and they're like, how do you know this I love stuff? Bojangles. How do you know that? I was like, I travel, <laughs> I to eat. Yeah, I love to eat and try things. And you connect to people that way yes. because you meet somebody from South Carolina and be like, "Oh my god, I exactly. love Bojangles!" You know, I was in Memphis recently with my oh, my niece nice. and did Beale Street and all that, but went to the commissary, which has oh my god, because everybody's barbecue is different. I've never been to Memphis, so that's, oh, have, that's oh, on my list. You, you need I need to, to go. go to Graceland. I cried at the, oh. at the musical gates. Right I did. I, I, yeah, got, I, I got a little teary eyed, and I, I get I, it. And I wrote my name on the on the wall. So it says James L. Jr. was here and a date, <laughs> but, but everybody else, everybody writes their names on the wall. Um, but no, they have a place for the commissary, which has because their their barbecue is a dry rub kind of barbecue. Okay, apparently, apparently that's their thing. Got it. So I was like, "Where's the sauce?" Oh, I didn't need any sauce. That's St. Louis, yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah. Same, it's the same way, it's the same way. Yeah. And so, but every I mean, I've had different barbecue in different places, but Memphis, which is I had and great drinks there. I went to BB King's bar, I went to uh, oh nice uh, Jerry Lewis's bar. I had great. I mean, it's just like I love. I'm dying to go to Tennessee. I'm uh, I'm trying to get out to uh, Music City Food and Wine. Oh wow, yeah, that's in Nashville, I, isn't it? That's in Nashville in September. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love and I mean, I'd like to kind of incorporate getting to Memphis too. Oh, you know, while God. I'm down there, but that's 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 one of my yeah. uh, one of my goals. Let's see. Oh, my God. Nashville, yeah, if you're it, on there, send me out there. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, send them. I'll <laughs> socially amplify. <laughs> it needs more help. It needs, yeah. yeah. It Nashville needs more, needs more help. help. It needs more help. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing about your jobs. And you get to do, literally, you can go anywhere in the world to do this. You can. You can, yeah. And, and uh, man, it, it's I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. I have I have so many, uh, like, as, as a kid, growing up in Miami, we never traveled. You know, my parents uh, weren't rich. Yeah. So Paris, for me, was Epcot. Because they had oh, the France it. section, you yes, know, yes, that was yes. my whole experience. And the, the minute, not the minute, but when I when I turned eighteen and I started going to school, and you know, I had an I had an agent in New York, and I got to go to New York for the first time. I, yeah. was, I was like, I got bit by the bug, and yeah. I, I love it. I yeah. love meeting people from all over the world. I love talking to people from all over the world. Yeah. It's, it's it, I don't know, it's not for everybody, but man, I'm so glad that I didn't fall into the uh, generic conundrum of of being stuck and and doubting myself. You know. That's a big thing because people because yeah. that will stop you in your tracks when you start doubting yourself. People things don't happen. Inertia happens. Nothing happens, and you're just like, I should have, I could have. Why didn't I? Yeah, you're you're your own uh, greatest obstacle. You I are. I mean, it really is. Isn't that funny? People don't realize it because they'll blame outward things. Well, because well, it's easy. of it's easy to point of, fingers, right? It's easy to point fingers, but turn it around, yeah. man. It's it's. I agree. We. I mean, again, it ain't. It's not perfect. No, no nothing is perfect. No, not at all. But. Uh, I, I use this as an example sometimes because 
I, I find his story interesting, whether, you know, not, not, not even getting into to politics or, or necessarily personal life of the guy. But a guy like, who's 18 years old, came to this country, didn't speak a word of, of English, uh, told him they had to change his name, told him he would never succeed, and uh, he became governor of California. He married a Kennedy, oh, yeah. and he became the biggest movie star in the world, and he never had to change his name at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. talk about, you know, if, if that guy can do it, yeah. anybody can do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, seriously. Because talk about a challenge with the English language. Right. Come on. You couldn't understand him when you saw the, the earlier, right. early films, and the, but the guy always bettered himself. Yeah. And English yeah. language is hard. Oh, yeah. It's much Spanish and French, they all have, like, they have rules and things, and it's easy to follow. English is, is hard. English is hard, because yeah. words can, two words mean the same meaning, and two ways you say yeah. it, and it's, it's, it's kind of, but no, I know, I give it to him, too, no, I, I always give it to people who can come to this country, and, you know, my grand, great-grandparents came to this country, maybe they all come to this country, and they work it out. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, it If again, they can do it, we can do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, definitely. And you are doing it. I mean, so, I mean, what is, like, what are some of your future kind of goals that you'd like to kind of, always be even saying things out loud, like, what are some of the things you want to kind of accomplish? Um, my, well, my goal is to, do, is to do more television, whether that's something on a, on streaming, uh, okay. whether, whatever, whatever allows me to, to be creative, mm-hmm. you know, and to collaborate. Because I love, again, I love collaborating with, with creative people. Yeah. I love meeting creative people and being in that world. So some kind of show. I have I have a I have a few ideas of of things that I want to do because okay. for me I, a big thing for me is compelling. I'm tired of watching people cook. I really am. Uh, how funny! Okay. I'm tired. I, yeah. I mean, I don't mind people cooking. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, there's the story, and we were talking about that mm-hmm. before. And that's what that's what inspires me. That's what touch moves and inspires me. Yeah. is the story. Yeah, you know why why do I love this dish? Well, you know what, my grandmother used to make it. You know, and uh, growing up in Miami, I remember coming into the house and smelling whatever it was, vaca frita or cafe con leche, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and getting that smell. And people connect to that. And to me, that's compelling, whatever it is. Right. So uh, I want to connect to those stories. And I, and I think there's people understand understand each other better, too. Yeah. Because like every place has something beautiful to offer, so it's funny. I for me just briefly because it's not about me really, but uh, we have a discussion. No, yeah. but for the food, it's uh, there's two things. I have two sets of grandparents and things that they were doing. My one grandmother was Creole, so gumbo was always the major thing at nice. Christmas. Oh. And I had a lot of friends who were like, "What's gumbo?" And I mean, now it's kind of known more now. But when I was growing up in the seventies, or it wasn't this big thing out here, and it was like, "No, gumbo was the crab and the, and the shrimp and the, and the the sausage, and it was a certain kind of sausage and the filet." And I even got it was like I it's like for me being next to my grandmother watching her make it. That's the memory. It made the gumbo taste even better. Okay, let's um, shoot it. Yeah, it's like it's exactly. You know what I mean? Let, yes. let, what, so that that's that's the inspiration, right? I guess I would watch that. Yeah, I said, man, if, if I wouldn't watch this, right, I can't do it. Right, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm going into that world. I said, man, I, I gotta I gotta figure out what moves me because if I'm moved when I do it, I'm I'm gonna move people or you know people are gonna mm-hmm. connect to the fact that I'm moved. It may not move you, but at least you know it comes from truth and passion. So. Well, I always say that the camera doesn't lie. Yeah, and so like I can't lie to my my fans out there and people who are watching. I I am who I am, and hopefully it comes across authentic out there. And because when I'm interested again, when I have a guest I'm interested in, I'm going to talk to you yeah. and be interested. And usually it comes across. And so I think what you're doing, it does come across. Cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. I think it does. Yeah. Now, I ask my guests two questions, the same two questions oh, every time. It. I do. Okay. And I don't tell them in advance. It's like, this is, this is like, this is all, this is what you just, what comes to mind for you. Okay. Language. I always think language is very important because it can stop us in our tracks and also propel us forward. It's just a major thing. What is one word you think we should take out of our English language? <sighs> really? Oh. Really? You know that, 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 like, really? 
that sound. Maybe it's just in that in that context. You know, what I'm you ever people you, 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 you ask the same question? They go, really? I'm like, yeah, really. I just said that. So that, that I like. That. I guess you can use it in other contexts. But, yes, yeah. I guess. Do you have one in Spanish? In Spanish, oof. In Spanish, oh my god, Spanish is so, I love cursing in Spanish so much, but I won't. Um, Spanish, which word do I don't like? Ah. Uh. Since Mr. Bilingual Man. I'll ask, ask you that. How about that? How about Castro? That's a word I'd love there to get go. rid of. Okay, I like that. Good answer. I like that. <laughs> That's a word I'd love to get rid of. My whole family. Yeah. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> now, what word do you think we should bring back into our English language? Ooh, groovy. Are you like groovy? I, I love that word. I love that word. It just, it's, the way you say the groovy. Yeah, man. Uh, I say tropical a lot. For me, tropical is not not even a climate. It's it's a state of mind. I'm I tropical. Agree with that. I agree with that. I'm tropical. So people ask me, "Hey, how you doing? Tropical? God, you chilling? I'm it. tropical, man. Mm-hmm. It's all good." So that's a word I use all the time. So please use it. I love it. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm always like, you know, I'm, I come from island blood. It's always feel. I was like an island boy. I always feel. Oh, like, right I, on, do, I do. I yeah, do. We're, we're from the islands. Yeah, we're from the islands. We are. We. I love it. Um, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for having me. Sincerely, I I, I appreciate it. And I you. wanted to acknowledge you for that. Thank yeah. you very much. Now, where can folks find you? Because you're everywhere. Oh, so where can please. They find you? So, uh, I am at the Yum Yum Foodie on everything. So it's theyumyumfoodie.com. I am at the Yum Yum Foodie on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope. If you want to hop on Periscope, I love hopping on there and, and interacting with people. I do have a blast. Just you know, I, I say whatever comes to mind. Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> but that's it. The Yum Yum Foodie. Very good on everything. Yeah. And also, you can and also on my Breaking Into page on Facebook and stuff. I will post things with him in there. And of course, we're going to follow his career and see what's going on. Thank and, you. He'll be back again at some point. Of course. I mean, he's, he's working hard. After he does his like 10,000 jobs. He'll be back again. <laughs> but thank you for watching again uh, the show uh, here on Black Hollywood Live. And I will see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio. Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.